grounded. He woke. It's the Skinny on Sports Podcast with Aaron Cowell. I throw balls far. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. Good Monday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports, right here on 98.1 FM, the Sports Animal. We're glad to have you along for the next hour. Just be us today. We're not going to be able to get a hold of Jim, so hopefully we'll get back in touch with him next Monday. So, we'll just go through the list. Did you, it was an awesome weekend in golf. Yeah. Did you see the putt? Or the tackle. The tackle. <laughs> I mean, the putt was awesome. I and mean, can you imagine, I mean, that it was Nick Taylor, a Canadian dude, on what, the fourth playoff hole, 72-footer, to win your national open? That's crazy. Oh, yeah. And then Adam Hadwin, which I think most people – in the golfing world would know who Adam Hadwin is more than Nick Taylor. Pretty good form by the security guard. Have you seen have you seen the one view where it's like from right behind Adam Hadwin? Yeah. And he comes out of nowhere. He yeah. like beats the block of Nick Taylor and his caddy just to plant Adam Hadwin. <laughs> yes. That's very yeah. that's pretty awesome. Uh another question about coming out of the uh, Canadian Open. What's wrong with Rory McElroy? I don't know. His finishes. I mean, you know, gosh, what was it? This week he had a chance to win in the last round, didn't. Was it last week? At Memorial? Yeah. Flamed out. We've seen it happen in majors. What's wrong with that guy? It's it's amazing what's happened in the past decade. He's coming off of the PGA in 2014. His fourth major in as many years, it seemed like he was going to rack these things up on, like, tiger speed. And instead, he can't even close out tournaments, much less majors. I mean, he had every chance to close out the British last year. Seems like that's maybe where this started. Is he distracted? I don't know. It's a lot of, you know. He's not distracted the first three rounds. Why is he distracted? You know, it's, it's crazy what's happening. Uh, the best U.S. Open is coming up this week. Yeah. When I say the best, that's because it's a West Coast U.S. Open. So that means prime time U.S. Open golf at an LA, L.A. Country Club. That is this week. It is this week. Wow. It's a course you haven't seen. And it's a course that has one of the most iconic landmarks in America right off of like the 13th or 14th tee. What is that? I'll tell you in a little bit. Oh, okay. And then a local guy played really well in the Corn Ferry. He needed it, too. He hadn't been playing very well over the last stretch, tell you that. NBA Finals Game 5 is tonight. Will we crown a champ? Recap of Game 4. I think you really saw the difference in the teams over over those two games in Miami. Um, how big a factor are the, are the Nuggets moving forward? Is this a one-season thing where they kind of caught lightning in a bottle? 
in between teams being retooled? Or are they going to be around for a while? And then, of course, on the other side, Miami will try to become just the second team ever to come back from 3-1 in the finals. How about the Carlos World Series? Well, there's a team from Oklahoma in it. There is a team Not from the Oklahoma in it. one I don't think it. anyone expected. And there's also a team that reminds me of Oklahoma from last year mm. that's going to be there as well. Tell you I who, don't know the field, so you're going to have to educate I'll me. tell you who else okay. is there. There's still, I think, uh, six of the eight have been set. Gotcha. There's still a couple. Game threes between Tennessee and Southern Miss and then Stanford and Texas coming up today. Go Stanford. Okay, cool. You see, uh, I'll tell you about their pitcher last night. It's p- game two pitcher for Stanford. An incredible line. He may, be, he may never be able to throw a baseball again, but by golly, he won game two of the Super Regionals. <laughs> Uh, and then we'll see how your weekend was. Stanford and pitchers, man. What's going on there? Both softball and baseball. Yeah, I mean, this, the the stat line is is not not – I mean, it's crazy <laughs> what he did. And then, man, it feels like you had a lot longer weekend than I did at the Fiveplex. 225-9698 is your phone or your text line. <clears throat> and, I, and I say that because in both teams, one, their respective – tournaments but just felt like you probably were out there longer than oh uh, yeah <laughs> yeah four, two, two, four days in a row ah two two five nine six nine eight we got the text line rolling feel free to chime in with any of those things whatever else might be on your mind if you're a no you fan freaking out about, about recruiting maybe you should maybe you shouldn't but it's things are not seemingly going well but that can all change with just one 18 year old's decision right that's right. all it takes to change everybody's opinion. If you're going to be outside the listening area, stay in touch with the show. Log on to KADSAM.com. Download the app. The app's got it all. <clears throat> all the radio. The Penny News. Big Elk and Paragon TV during the high school seasons. Good stuff there. And, of course, the Skinny on Sports podcast. Anywhere podcasts drop. How are you, Jared? I'm well. You got the a little, same. A little tired. You got the same look I've got. That I wore my sunglasses <laughs> in the sun all weekend long. I made sure to really cake on the sunscreen before I went out to the ball fields every day. But yeah, it was a long, long weekend on the on the fields at the fiveplex. It was a good weekend. It was a good weekend. Well, okay. what happened? Uh, well, uh, I guess we'll start with eight U. You know, they had to suspend that or postpone the tournament from last weekend to friday night and um they come out and get a big win in the semifinals put it in there so they're in the driver's seat got to win one of two in the finals well they get beat in the first game by a pretty good merit team and they come back uh they get behind in that second game that if necessary game but they battle their way back and they hold on to win so the eight u girls got a championship and i'll be honest with you I think a lot of parents who are listening would agree. Last fall when we started with this group, we thought we got a long road to hoe here. It's going to be a bit. But, they, man, I give all the credit to those girls because they, they want to get better, and they did. And they, and they got themselves a, a championship out of it. So very proud of them. And then um, started the 10U end-of-season tournament, league tournament, on Saturday and uh, took a loss to a – Really good Elk City team. I think we all know uh, there are a lot of players on that team 
great coaches, great players, and uh, they then our girls battled through the uh, losers bracket, got the wins they needed to get to get to Sunday. Um, by virtue of, uh, of that, well, they had to win one game yesterday to get to the top three to qualify for state. And quite honestly, that was just the goal because we knew ahead of us were some really good teams. Well, they got that win against Navajo, went up against Cheyenne, um, got a great win there, and then go up against Elk City in the finals. Had to beat them twice. First game, went the extra innings, got the win. Second game, uh, Elk City comes out, gets an early lead. Our girls keep swinging, keep plugging against a really good pitcher, and um, uh, pulled out the win five to three in that one. And I mean, it was just—it's one of those things. I mean, it didn't really hit me yesterday what we just did uh, by coming back through the losers bracket and beating. And I have the utmost respect for Elk City. I think you know that with their coaches and players. And uh, it, we we got two classic of games right there. It was great pitchers duels. It wasn't one of those. Six runs in and out, you know, trading runs. It was who could play better defense, and 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 you know, and then it got real tight. Uh, there's one play at the plate; it was tied up, and um, we uh, had one out. We were on defense, and a hit. Girl from second, and Elk City's coach, Coach McClure, he just sends her. Oh, Jamie sends her, and it's his daughter, and and we got the out at first. Well, our first baseman. I mean, it was bang. I mean, it played the plate, and that's inches away from Elk City winning a title. And and, and I love games like that. You, we it wasn't twelve to ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, the first uh, first game it was four. We won. I'm, all my scores are blurred because this weekend fourteen games in four days. So bear with me. We won like seven to four or no 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 five to four. Anyways. But my point is, great pitching and great defense for both teams, great timely hitting from both teams. And you're seeing these girls, for everybody, you know, Elk City, Canute, Cheyenne, everybody in that 10-year group, they're starting to take that next step into playing good, solid game of softball where it's good pitching, timely hitting, great defense. Those are games I, games I love to watch. So it was a fun weekend. It was in very satisfying. Now both teams, 8U, 10U, moving on to state. Elk City's going to state. Cheyenne's going to state. They're top three in the 10U. So a lot, it was very, very fun. Very fun. Very rewarding. Proud dad here. I got two girls who are champions this weekend. So very, very proud of them. Where's state? Uh, state, 10U will be at Weatherford, and 8U will be at Clinton. Ugh. So not we do not have to travel. What a joke. East of 35. We are What an absolute joke. We get to sleep in our own beds and relax. I mean, it The problem with that is I got to come to work. <laughs> what I, a joke. They they did us nice this year. Okay, kids did. Where do you got to go? South all again? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's where the state would be. Well, the past, we've been the Preston, Oklahoma. We've been the Stroud. Stroud wasn't too bad. Preston's way over there, north or south of Tulsa, south of Jinx, really. And uh, this year, they, they did us a favor by keeping it on this side, Clinton and Weatherford. It's, it's happened at the same time, but <clears throat> it, our real fear was one would be on, like in Stroud and one would mm-hmm. be Clinton or something. Right. So, I mean, we can make this work. So there's, it, it's just not me and Allie with girls on both teams. We... We have some other parents, so 
we're already coordinating how we're going to do this, who's going to be with what kid and all that stuff. Yeah, that helps for sure Yeah, in that situation. Yeah. I think if uh, we make it to the state tournament, that'd be what, the third or fourth trip to Salisaw? Really? For us? Last year? T-ball? Yeah, Coach Pitch was at Weatherford, so it'd be the third. Do they have like great facilities over there? It's pretty nice, yeah. Okay. And they run it really well. I think that's a bigger part of it is how it it's really, ran. They run and it not, really well. Yeah, because Preston, they'll tell you, they don't have the best of facilities, but, man, they do it right when they how they run their tournament. They make it all about the kids, you know what I mean? And it's a smoothly ran tournament. I remember I first went to Preston, I'm thinking, I mean, I'm driving in. I thought I heard the banjo in the distance, and I thought, man, this is where they're having a state tournament. And then I quickly realized it's because they how they run it. So that, that – so, so you're getting both of them. You're getting good facilities and how they run. I know Weatherford has good facilities. Clinton has that nice new facility over there at the west side of town. So, how was your weekend? Were you on the ball fields too? Oh, yes, yeah. you were. How'd it go? Uh, yeah, we won. That's all. Just you won. Mm-hmm. Won the title. Yep. We'll talk about it. Today played well. Were they all blowouts or any close games? Uh, yesterday, yesterday got tight. Got to add drama here, man. But, no? There really wasn't any. Really? Yeah. Well, good. I mean, it was like 13 to 1, 12 to nothing, 8 to nothing. You know, it's just, come on. It's bad for the sport. And seven uh, and, it's seven home to five. field advantage. Come on. Yesterday was 7 to 5 uh, against Cheyenne. You know, that's that group. I know that those two teams, you know, we've always kind of been, or Wyatt's been on the Sayre side of the kind of that three-way rivalry but see those kids uh, the the crushers and and cheyenne they move up together right and so then then wyatt's team at sarah they were a little bit younger and so there would be one summer where we would be involved in that and then the next summer they would be up into the next age group yeah so it's not quite wasn't quite as intense throughout the years uh, for for our kids at sarah as it was between those two teams Mm -hmm. and you it's funny because I, I've watched a bunch of those the, the games between those two over the years, and it seems like that it's a little bit more of respect for each other now than maybe it was. And I think you, I think you notice that as kids grow up. Period. And my wife and I were talking about the difference in the sound of the game at an at a coach pitch game yeah. versus yeah. now a midgets game. Yeah, it is so much less loud. <laughs> I mean, it's you know, it, the coach pitch as soon as the ball hit, everybody starts yelling. Right, <laughs> we, on both sides, throw it here, go to second, whatever it you know, whatever it may be, everybody's yelling. Whereas on as you get older, it's just kind of like, all right, yeah, way to go, good play. Yeah, you know, it's and like so, the ball's hit and there's a silence. Like, well, let's see what happens. We're not going run, run, yeah, run, exactly. Run, 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 two, run, two, because they know. they know this, they know it by now. Yeah, yeah. And so that uh, that's, but you know, the the first game yesterday was Elk City and Cheyenne, the Crushers and Cheyenne, to get into the finals, and uh, they had a little bit of trouble throwing strikes, you know, at times, and and that, you know, walks are still walks are still a double, if not a triple, even at this age, sure. you know, yeah. it's still kind of that way. Um, especially with the better teams because you feel the better teams are more aggressive running the bases and, you know, they just kind of have a better feel for it or what have you. And so that, that put them behind the eight ball. But then they came back. They actually scored three runs in the last inning 
to get back into the championship game. And then they took out. They got two. They scored two in the top of the first. Uh, but then our guys had it was seven to two in the top of the fifth. And to their credit, they didn't quit. Got it back to seven to five. Had the tying run at the plate, um, but strikeout ended it. And so, yeah, both teams qualify for regionals. I'm not sure if there was two or three out of that league tournament. If it is three, then the the HBT Sluggers would be the next one. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, there there might be some at larges as well. Uh, but yeah, it's it. This is kind of the. It's now it's the time where it gets fun, right? Because even in these tournaments here during the summertime, outside of this weekend with the league, but you know you see different teams, which is great, but a whole bunch of those don't have very many kids from the same town on them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So now when you get into this, and, and I think it's probably more, it feels like it's more on the baseball side here than it is the softball side because a lot of your, you know, you're playing kind of some teams from the league in tournaments a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so now, and teams that can move on to, to go play in the state tournament. And so that's kind of where we're at. Uh, regionals, I think, is same week as y'all state. Right. Baseball's a week after. Yeah. yeah. And then it's, and then the state tournament would be the week after because they've, there is a regional round for baseball that's not there for softball. Uh, but, no, they play great. Listen, I mean, that's, that's what you expect, though. I mean, you know, you get to a certain point, and, and as the team is, and that's what you expect them. I mean, okay, yeah. Yeah. Now let's see what happens. But I think anyone that watched throughout the, the summer would have said that 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 was the best team in that league, and that's the team that should win. And they and they to their credit though, they did. And they played well, and so limited limited mistakes as it moved along to be able to to put themselves in position to win, and they did. And you know, and everybody, that's what's cool about it. There's 13 of them, which is probably too many. Oh uh, yeah. Quite I, frankly, yeah. But the cool part about it is, you watch the four that aren't playing. They're not pouting. Sure. They're, right. they're in the game. And then, oh, by the way, when they do get their chance, a lot of times they take advantage of it, which just makes it even harder on Jory to, you know, try, sure. you know, try to feel like you're, you're, you're giving your, your team the best chance as well as keeping everybody, what it, you know, whatever happy. But, you know, the cool thing about it is, as far as the kids go, you don't see it. You don't, you don't see selfishness. You don't, you, you right. just, that's just, hey, Everyone's. They know the role. Everyone yeah, knows. Everyone yeah. gets it. That, yeah. You know that maybe it's not this game that I'm going to be in there, but I'm going to be ready if I am. And then also the next game, I'm ready to go then too. And yeah. so that's that's really, I think it's something that's great to learn at this age. Right. We we had a kid yesterday. We um, in softball. If you're not familiar, there's a there's a DP flex. It's kind of like a DH, and and she was she was batting, and she was struggling. And we decided let's make a move. Let's let's try give someone else an at bat because the same situation. There's 16 kids on this team, right. so uh, we I went and told her, hey, listen, we're gonna give this young I won't say names this young lady opportunity to swing the bat, and she just she owned it. She goes, okay, she didn't pout. Mm-hmm. She said, okay, sounds good. All right, so I I applaud that, and I also applaud the parents who understand, you know. Yeah, if your kid's not playing, but they're they're still a big part of this team, you know. So it is a tough situation for coaches. Don't kid yourself. It's a tough situation for coaches who, you know, have to make that decision, like who plays, who doesn't play, you know. And and, and it is a 
but it's a it's a way to really test a kid's maturity to you know to see if they can grasp that uh uh, the, to understand that they are very important. If you're on the bench or out in the field or not, you're a part of a team. You're very important. So, well, and here's the truth of it. And that, that's the great thing about little league baseball and softball is that's this is how you learn. I mean, there's a lot of life lessons you take away from this. Well, and I mean, it's all well and good and it's fun in the moment, but there's no one out there that wouldn't trade winning a eight U or a ten U or twelve U tournament for what's coming up later within the, especially when you have it, the school that you're going to be playing for later, like you guys do, like we do. And a bunch of the, a bunch of the towns that come to the league, you know, that's, it's just preparing for later on. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's, it's great that they get it early. Uh, but at the same time, you never know. I mean, that some of those, some of those 13 or 16 that aren't playing now might end up being the stars. Yeah. In, I mean, in six years, you see that you all the time. Know. Yeah. You'll see kids just bloom later you know yeah that's good stuff it's gonna be exciting next we'll see what, now, and there's I mean, a ton to teams like you said yeah cheyenne elk city and you guys in the 10 in the 10u the 8u obviously us i'm trying they take four in 8u because the league was a little bigger merit us merit hobart and sentinel yes sentinel i know 12u elk city won i don't know who they beat but i know that uh Oh, uh, the girls. So I yeah, didn't even I know. T- I know Elk City won the twelve. Yeah. yeah, but I don't know. I, I have to have some help on who else it was. Then let's see. I don't know who won the who won the ten U. The Bombers on the baseball side. Uh huh. Yeah, I don't. They know. were eight U winners. Bombers. You know who the, one of the coaches is for the Bombers. Who's that? Rodney. Oh yeah, I saw a picture. Yeah. 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 I know they won. Our man Rodney Skinner. Yeah. That's right. Well, good. I saw some of them had the. I think it was the coach pitch. AU had to come over to the softball side to play some. There was a bunch of games going on, man. We saw a bunch of. I saw a bunch of. Like, what are they doing over here? And I realized, oh, like parents. And yeah. I'm like, what are they? They're usually just baseball parents. And I realized, they're oh, doing. they're over there playing. <laughs> yeah. They, there was a bunch of. There was a big league. There was a bunch of games going on. There was. Tons, which is good. It's good for the town. Good for the city. Absolutely, it is. It's not good for my legs. Are they burnt again? I was just—I'm talking about the a lot of walking. Or? Yeah, the amount of walking you had to do. That place was packed, man. When when the softball and the baseball is going on like that, it's hard to find a parking spot somewhere west of the Pioneer Center. Yeah, it, I'm not getting picky when I pull in that parking lot. First oh, thing, no, no. I, if I see one, I take it. And I don't illegally park. I think uh, some people do that. I think there's I think a little towing going on this weekend. Well, I'm, I'm glad the, there's a certain company vehicle that wasn't towed. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Twice saw them illegal, illegally parked. And I had to answer for it. <laughs> hey, Jared, why is it parked like that? Don't you work there? <laughs> I'm not driving it. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. I, I just now figured out what you're talking about. I have to answer for that. He's not supposed to park there. <laughs> I know. Give him a break. He had double knee replacement like a month ago. Uh-huh. Well, they have golf carts going around giving people rides. It's so. actually true. And they had the trolley rolling from the middle, from like downtown out there. They this did. Time. That's really, that's brilliant. They're going to have to start detouring to the new pool, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming this week, kids. Hanging out here on a rainy, loud thunder and lightning field monday morning 
Did you get any hail? I thought I heard some small hail. What, this morning? This morning, I yeah. didn't hear any hail at my place. I now, I now, some uh, small stones. Was it fr- Saturday morning, Friday night, Saturday morning? Was that Friday? I can't, man, I can't yeah, it was, it was a yeah, Friday yeah. night late, Friday night Real early. early. Saturday, yeah. Yeah, it's about 3 or 4 a.m. Saturday morning. Yeah. I was so tired because we got home so late because of that tournament we talked about. Man, it it woke me up, and I looked. And it even said severe thunderstorm mm-hmm. warning. I'm like, oh, we're fine. <laughs> I went back to sleep. I didn't care. <laughs> I didn't pay attention. I think we got a little hell on that one, too. I woke up this morning. I had 20 notifications from AccuWeather. And I, I mean, I don't listen. I know all we're doing is reading what the National Weather Service forecasts, but I got a little chuckle when I looked at the radar and kind of heard my phone buzz. And I looked, and it was like 6 uh, 15, maybe. And I had all those AccuWeather, you know, severe thunderstorm watch and this and that. And I remembered driving home yesterday after Wyatt's last game and hearing you on the forecast. Hey, good news, Western Oklahoma. For the first time in a while, no rain chances. <laughs> and I just thought, because I, I remember you doing the same you thing. You can't do the weather unless it's like right now because it's switching so yes, fast. Yes. I, 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 I know. I felt done. I, well, I remember thinking think on Friday because, of course, we – I mean, little peek behind the curtain. We're not really doing that live over the weekend. It's recorded. <gasps> Shockingly enough, what? We're not here. Somebody actually thought at every top of the hour or bottom of the hour no, doing. This? Listen, somebody actually thought we were in here every time on last a week ago Friday during the oil and gas. Someone actually came up to me and said, "How did you make it back so fast?" Like what? What do you mean, dude? You were on. You were. You were just doing the. You, did you just drive in it? Did you, can you do that from your phone? Well, technically, you could. I was like, yeah, from. I just did it from my phone. <laughs> I've done it from my phone before. I've recorded a whole newscast inside the FJ outside the State yeah. Fair Arena yeah, before. That's true. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I just thought, man, that's it's amazing because I guess I do say in studio. I was just kind of. You know, you get well. You are recording it in studio. Yeah, you get you get into such a rhythm of saying stuff sure. that you. It's almost like I, I mean, try to mix it up, but yeah, yeah, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I start it the same way every time, <laughs> and then of course whatever the forecast is. But I thought that was it was humorous because I noticed it on like thinking to myself on Friday for uh, for yesterday. Like this is this is the first time that the forecast itself does not call for any chance of rain that I like that I could remember. We'd been it'd been raining so much, and then when I heard the thunder this morning, I just kind of giggled like, "Well, they missed that one." Anyhow, college baseball. How about O R U? On a heater, the, man. I mean, that's great. I think we knew they had a chance going up to Oregon. So they have now won. Is it twenty three of twenty four? Take two out of three from Oregon, and quite honestly, they blew an eight nothing lead in game one up there so the the golden eagles into the college world series first time since 1978 do you know who the coach was in 1978 of no, oru no clue yeah you do you know who it, you don't you don't realize who it is but you know the person one million percent you know the person is it ward <laughs> other school cobble coachell coachell why does i say cobble that's he used to be coach football at Weatherford. i'm getting my my coaches mixed up yeah, Larry Cochelle. It was Larry Cochelle. Yes, in 1978, ORU 
uh, made it to the College World Series. They're back this year, 51 and 12. First time the program's won 50 games. They had like they had a 21 game winning streak going into the Supers. Yeah, Parker Ward from Leedy. Uh, Mark's son is on that ORU well, team. Well, maybe surely Mark's going up there. You get him on the air when he's up there. Get him daily reports from Omaha. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that would be awesome. I Very bet he'd awesome. do it. I bet he'd do that. Bet that's great. That's awesome. I mean, you got a that local flavor there, and then you got you got an Oklahoma team going. I mean, they now they're kind of reminding me. See, this like is OU of last year, but what? Who you said? Someone else. Uh huh. Texas Christian University, TCU. Ah, yeah. TCU. Think about what they've done. It's almost identical to Oklahoma. This is true. Almost identical. Now the only the only difference is they didn't have to go to Terre Haute, Indiana, and win. They actually got to host that super because the facilities in Indiana State apparently aren't up to par and, and, and able to to host that thing, which there's also some some controversy down in Hattiesburg, Mississippi about sort of the same thing with Southern Miss hosting Tennessee, but TCU blows through the Big 12 tournament. They go on the road and win a regional, and then now they, they, they beat a, a, a nationally seeded team both both deal you know both regionals and supers to be able to to, to make it to Omaha that, they remind me so much of OU and they because they were pounding the baseball they're getting good pitching it's really similar in my mind to what the Sooners did last year uh, what TCU has done so far in this playoff run here's the thing though I wonder if it matters have you seen Wake Forest play uh no I've heard they really really good Dude, they, can they hit really pound yeah, the ball they can hit really good they absolutely pound the ball. Beat Alabama yesterday, what, 22-5, to five, I think was the final. Man, have mercy. And so so the teams that are in the in the College World, World Series, the number one seed, Wake, which, which is crazy because we were sitting here thinking at last week on Monday when there was all of those ranked teams having to win just to get into Super Regionals. Mm-hmm. It was Florida. It was – Kentucky, I think uh, LSU maybe. Did Virginia have to win. Stanford had to win. There was a bunch of them. Now we're going to end up with a bunch. Of top, we're going to end up with a few at least of the seeded teams in this thing. But Wake's in. Florida's in. LSU is in. <clears throat> Virginia, who lost game one to Duke, came back and won uh, twice. They're in. Texas and Stanford play a game three tonight. TCU's in. Tennessee and, and uh, Southern Miss will play a, a game three. And then, of course, Oral Roberts. And that uh, that rounds out the field so far for the for the College World Series on the men's side. Now, here's the here's the question, Jared. Last year, Ole Miss was your national champs on the field, and their fans were the champions off the field <laughs> with the jello shots. Right. Right. Of the fan bases that are headed to Omaha. I feel like there is a clear, clear off the field winner of the Jello Shot contest. Tell me again who they are. You've got Wake, Florida, Virginia, LSU, TCU. <laughs> you already shook your head. You already know who it is. <laughs> now, the really the only question mark here is can LSU 
break Ole Miss's Jello yeah. shot record yeah. from last year. They'll try. Well, they'll, and here's the deal: Ole Miss was able to, you know, be there for the entirety. That's true. That who's going to be there the longest? Yeah. But see, and then you think about the size of school and the size of fan bases, right? So if TCU can stay on this streak, can they? Will their fans? Will there be enough fans? I mean, they, they ah. no. Wake Forest. LSU's winning this one. LSU. Yeah. I don't think it matters how long they're there. I don't either. That's they might be able to win this thing in two days. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I also think there's a clear last place team. Oh, are you? Obviously, right. Well, it it's a uh, a Christian university. I don't there's TCU, but I mean, the ORU is like. Big time Christian University, right? Yeah. Yeah. Would it be a double standard if ORU wins the <laughs> There might be some administration going, who is breaking that record? No one's gonna own up to it. I don't know. I don't know. Wouldn't it be funny if the LSU fans well, I wasn't at the game, I was at church, Padre. I don't know what happened. I don't know. I think it'd be funny <laughs> if the LSU fans just said they were ORU fans and ran their score <laughs> <Yeah>. up. <laughs> That'd be funny. That'd be funny. So that's the College World Series. They get going up in Omaha this week uh, once the Supers are done today. Oh, are you, man? That's awesome. I mean, look at their basketball. A couple years ago, they beat Ohio State. And then they're um, doing this on their baseball team. Their baseball team has actually been consistently pretty good the last few years. So their, their men's basketball and their baseball were the best in Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and then you got Tulsa like right down the road, right? They've been kind of carrying the flag for the city of Tulsa. No doubt. In the state. Yeah, in basketball and baseball. Yep. Who are you is is rolling. That's cool. Very, very cool. Yep. I, I think that and, and the way it's set up, so the first game for each T O R U will play TCU. Oh, cool. Well, they're not going to be scared of them. Isn't that right? I don't know, but I don't think they're going to be scared of anybody. Yeah, because Oregon was the 11. That, that was 11-6. OSU was 11. Vandy was 6. TCU beat Arkansas, which was 3. Yeah, so 6-3. and three. That's exactly, I'm pretty sure that's right. It would be ORU and TCU. So one of those two little bitty schools will be moving Let's on. Let's go. Yeah, I like it. Hope we get Southern Miss. Yeah. You see the Tennessee fans are mad. What are they mad about now? Okay, so Southern Miss is hosting instead of. In, okay, you, you, I, I'm sure we all know that Tennessee's baseball facilities are going to be better than Southern well, Miss's. It's it better be. So there was inclement weather, lightning and things, uh-huh. and the only place to store the Tennessee team was underneath the bleachers, the metal. Bleachers. Ah. <laughs> Tennessee fans were pretty upset about that. Like, how in the world is, are, can they host and not us? Because I mean, essentially, that's what why TCU got to host, even though they weren't the higher seed because of facilities. Because of facilities, yeah. So Southern Miss or Tennessee fans were mad. Oh no, that that didn't happen for them. Darn. Anyway, Just game five of the NBA Finals tonight. Uh, is it over? Oh wait, wait, wait! I forgot one thing about the baseball. So Quinn Matthews pitched for Stanford last night. Yeah, give me that. What happened there? Okay, he threw all. He threw a complete game. Gave up eight hits, three earned runs, walked one, struck out sixteen. Texas Longhorn hitters. 
You know how many pitches it took him to do it? Uh, I'm going to guess around 70. <laughs> 70? How many? 156. Oh, I thought it'd be. Gonna, I thought gonna, you thought you were going to throw me a low ball number. No, no. He okay. threw 156 wow. pitches to strike out 16 Longhorns in nine innings. That's just stuff you don't see anymore. Nah. You used to see that in the college baseball, but you don't see that anymore. Yeah, that's right. Text lines, ice. <laughs> he may not be able to throw a baseball again until next week, which they won't need him if they win. But uh, I thought that was it. You just, that's just not a number you see in any form of baseball, really, at this moment in time. 156 pitches. Wow. And guess what? 103 of them were strikes. That's pretty consistent. He threw more strikes in that game than most guys throw in any start all year long. Yeah. So, Texas and Stanford, game three today. All right. Finals over tonight? Yeah. All right. I, 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 because I said five, but mainly because Denver's the better team. And it's back in Denver. They're going to slam the door shut. In fact, I'll even say it's going to be a blowout. Kind of feels like it, doesn't it? It doesn't feel like there's a l- much pub about this game because I think everyone's thinking the same thing. You're not hearing a bunch of chatter about it or how the, you know, it's just, I think everybody's just kind of, you know what I mean? It is what it is. I mean, you've got a one seed versus an eight seed. We saw this coming. Kudos to Miami for taking one, but I did say four, or excuse me, five. So Yeah, I had but it in four. You had it in four, I had it in five. So, anyways. Um, no, it just, I think it's going to be a blowout. I'm more interested in the hockey. Yeah, 3-1 there, too. I didn't know it was 3-1, but that ending of that game, did you see the ending of uh, game, whatever it was? Game four. four. How close that was for Florida. And a little chippy, my goodness. I know it's hockey and everything, but my goodness. You got behind 3 nothing early. They got all the way back and just nearly. I thought they were going to do it. The way the crowd was reacting. I didn't get home until about midway through the third. And then I kind of got the rundowns that they were down at 3 1. Yeah, it was 3 0. And they really gave this. That's been more entertaining than the NBA Finals. And we've always said hockey is a faster paced, fun game to watch, especially the Stanley Cup Finals. Really pulling for Florida to tie that series up. And there's still possibility that they could extend this thing. Yeah. But as far as the NBA is concerned, it's Denver's, man. And I know. I got no internet, so I can't look at the rundown. But I know, uh, kind of talking about was uh, on your rundown about their window of opportunity here. Yeah, yeah. So the first thing was, I think you saw the difference in these teams in those games in Miami. This game three that happened on Thursday or Wednesday, I guess it was. You know, that was the game where Murray and Jokic go nuts. They both have the first teammates in any NBA game ever with thirty point triple doubles. So yeah. you know, the stars were really the stars. And then in game four, it was the bench. It was Aaron Gordon and it was uh, Bruce Brown that were the catalyst of winning that game. And that's just something that Miami can't do. They don't have they don't have the two-headed monster, and they also don't have the deep bench. You know, what I mean, it's just yeah. like, man, how in the world do you expect them to ever win a game when you know Gordon was eleven of fifteen at twenty-seven, Brown had twenty-one on eight of eleven shooting. I mean, that's you're just Outside of maybe a Duncan Robinson game, which I don't understand why he doesn't play more. He got 25 minutes in, in game 
four. It just there. It's a one seed versus an eight seed, and you can say, well, that's the way it was with Milwaukee. It was, but this Denver team, man, they have hit all the right buttons. Mike Malone has hit all the right buttons. The team has. Jokic has gotten better. Murray has come back to what he was, and even better than he was, you know, down in the bubble before he hurt his knee. So the, that is the question now. Is this just is this just a perfect storm for Denver because you've got the Lakers kind of retooling their team? Phoenix made the big move in the in the middle of the season to get Durant. You know, Clippers or the Clippers, Dallas is trying to search in whatever, whoever in Golden State seemingly taking a step back. Was this just the perfect year for Denver to kind of bring everything together, or do you think the Nuggets are going to continue to be con- uh, really at the top of the heap of the contender list in the Western Conference and even in, uh, for the NBA Finals? Uh, I think Jokic, I don't think he's I – mean, he's still young, right? I don't know his age off the top of my head, but he. I, I think as long as they have him, they're going to have a nucleus to build around. He doesn't seem like he's going to be a guy that's going to – he seems more down to earth. He seems like he's going to be a guy who wants to be in Denver, especially if they can keep winning at a high level. Yeah, it's just a question of who they can put around him, you know, keep Murray there, and, and do they draft well? Obviously they do. You know, they made the, the trade with the Thunder, and does that – are they trying to continue – you make that window larger to win more and more and more? I think that I mean I don't think this is a flash in the pan by any means. I think they can because we saw what we what, what we have seen in the past of them competing at a high level, but couldn't quite figure it out in the playoffs. And this would be a, like a watershed moment for them if they can bring home a title. It's like okay, we can we we know we can win at the highest of levels now. And so I I don't think it's just a one and done thing. I I think we could see they're going to be right there in the mix for for a bit. Yeah, now, are they going to be Golden State? Oh, no, I don't think so, but. Are they going to be in the conversation of who you picking from the NBA Finals in the beginning of the year? Or, you know, I think they'll be the favorites of the West uh, for the next, you know, as long as they have Jokic there and, and good pieces around them, good coaching, good, obviously good management. It's a well ran uh, franchise right now. So I can see them being contenders in the West, if not the NBA Finals for, for a bit. Yeah, the core is young. Jokic 28. Murray, 26. You know, Porter Jr. is the guy they paid, and he's only 24. And really outside, uh, Contavious Caldwell-Pope is 30. Obviously, Uncle Jeff is an old man uh, at 36. But it's a young core. I, I think you mentioned the Thunder move from last week. I think that's a really interesting trade for both teams. You know, with the Thunder having four first-rounders next year, you obviously don't have slots for all those guys. No. So, what, so how do you – you know, and people were – yelling to the at the hilltops why can't we get players for these picks well here it's the same thing you've got you've got guys that are already in those roster spots now can you upgrade sure and that'd be uh, something's going to be looked at moving forward but I, I think it made sense for both teams because the window for the nuggets is now and this helps them maybe if they can hit on a on a young guy that doesn't cost much for a few years then that extends out through you know, into the into the next contracts or the end of these contracts with Murray and Jokic, where they can they can afford to kind of supplement the team if they can hit on these young guys, mm-hmm. and that that gives them another opportunity. While when you look at the Thunder, 
The Thunder are more a few years away from needing that window to stay open, right? And mm-hmm. as much as it was exciting to make the play in, as much as that was cool, I think that in people's minds it sped up the timeline. The timeline yeah. still is what it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, does that even – but there's there's factors in that. I mean, if Chet is really good, then all of a sudden maybe those moves that you that Presti's got in his mind for three or four years from now start happening a year or two from now. You know, if that – I mean, it's all about, you know, maximizing that space of time and, and being being available and having moves available to you when it's time mm-hmm. you know and i think that's one of the main lessons that that hopefully was learned from the first time to this next run is being able to be a little bit more flexible with your with your roster and and picking up what could be that missing piece so uh i think it was a it was a really interesting trade with no with zero players being moved and it kind of maybe even gave you an insight into the thinking of both. Obviously, the the Nuggets are let's go right now. They're about to win the title. So, but the Thunder Thunderwise just extending that on out just a little bit longer to be able to to maximize that when it gets here. How many? Oh, here we go. You want you bet a white buffalo coffee on the text line? Yeah, that the Heat that win. The Heat win tonight. I'm in. Is he betting both of us? Because he just said your name. You can have it. <laughs> white white buffalo is pretty good. Is it? I don't know. I've never been. There. I've had it. It's not bad. I don't know. No, I, I. Man. There you go. Yeah, I'll take that bet. Okay, there we go. Isn't that fun? I mean, that's our first. Is that our first listener? I bet? I think it's a first listener bet. All right. It's one for the ages here. Yeah. You know, if if any of our salespeople are listening, maybe that's a. <laughs> opportunity there Uh i'm laughing at multiple reasons there get that deal started (laughs) i am back online on this side though so step in the right direction no phone still no phone on your end man we got bets flying yeah now now everybody's wanting to take (laughs) listen we can't pay up on all these bets if we lose well why not you got to be selective on <laughs> one of the ones you take. That, yeah, I guess so. Here's a bet. Rory never winning another major. Don't say never. I saw what happened with our good friend Jim on that one. And then he changes it to next five years. He is a really interesting character right now in the game of golf, that Rory McIlroy, because I still believe in my heart of hearts that if everybody plays their very dead-level best, Rory wins. Agreed. I think he has the most talent still. I think he's the most talented out there. But there is clearly something wrong in finishing these tournaments. Just kind of going down since he won in South Carolina a year ago. Well, not a year ago, in October. He's only he's only shot a final round under 70 once. And that was at the PGA, where he tied for seventh. The other rounds at Phoenix, 70. Um, Riviera, 71. 
Darnold Palmer, 70. Wells Fargo and Charlotte, 72. Memorial last week, 75. And then yesterday, another 72. And yeah, a bunch of those are in the top 10, but that's not what Roy McElroy is out there to do. He's not out there to finish in the top 10. He's out there to win the tournament. And he's just having, he's had a lot of trouble closing rounds, closing tournaments in the final round. And that's something that, man, it's amazing what has happened to him since walking off the course. I guess it was that Valhalla in 2014. Holding off Ricky Fowler in, in the P, or in the uh, British and the PGA that year because they were flopped the way they're they're in reverse order. It used to be you know PGA in August, and he he holds off Ricky to win, and you think to yourself, man, this guy's already gets his four at such a young age. This is like double digits on the Tiger Trail, right? You right, know, right? And he hasn't won one since. It was unfathomable if someone would have said that, you know, and like the the wrap up on the Golf Channel after he wins that, you know, the conversation was, can he make it to double digits, winning majors, and everyone's answer was yes, because he was so young, and for him to not put another one away in all of that time is just shocking. Shocking. I mean, it's it, it's more shocking to me than what happened with Tiger because Tiger didn't play very. I mean, he was hurt, you know, a lot of that time from 2008 until he broke back through in 2019. I mean, there was times where he was healthy, but there was also a bunch of that time where he wasn't. Rory doesn't have that excuse, and he just has not been able to do it. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, Spieth is that way. I mean, those guys kind of jumped out of the gate. And then they just came to a screeching halt. <laughs> how about the? How about you want to talk about the putt or the tackle from yesterday on the final well, green? Well, both were almost equally incredible. Putt I mean, was amazing. I mean, you, you the putt, everybody's going crazy, and you actually hear Jim Nat, Jim Nance say something along the lines of, "And Adam Hadwin just got tackled." <laughs> You're like, what? What do you mean? And then you start seeing all these different angles. Yeah. I can't recall. Help me, though. The the, the sprain of champagne, is that a Canadian thing at the Canadian Open? I don't recall that ever happening at any other tournament. You see those guys. You see them like a first win type thing. Okay. Where in buddies, you know. Sure. And I'm I'm, I'm sure the Canadian winning the Canadian Open, you know, that... I get it. I just oh, I don't ever recall seeing that on on after a tournament win. Yeah, I mean, clearly you're not going to see it at Augusta, but I mean other or even any other major for that matter. But I don't ever recall seeing it. It's happened more okay. numerous times, which just and, and especially young guys that win like their first win mm-hmm. seem like their other buddies will come, kind of give them that treatment. <laughs> you wouldn't get tackled if it was a live event. <laughs> Now they have kind of a dance off there on the last <laughs> screen of those of those. Oh, uh, way to go, Canada! And I saw uh, Adam Hadwin who got tackled. His wife, she's pretty funny. Follow on Twitter. She's, yeah, she's pretty smart, Alec. And she said something about, "I know everybody has been waiting on my reaction to what happened." 
I had to put the kids to bed or something like that. And she was like, yes, the rumors of Adam's demise are true. <laughs> and she said, but in, in total Canadian fashion, when he got up off the, off the mat after he got tackled, he apologized to the officer for being there. <laughs> wow. Uh, oh, wow. I mean, I can tell you this. I've never seen that before. Don't know. As far as like. I mean, it's one thing for some yahoo to run on the field naked or something like that. Yeah, yeah, take them they, down. yeah, yeah they get they, blasted they all the time. It. Yeah, but uh, I've I've never seen an actual another athlete actually get taken down the way that uh, <laughs> the way that Adwin. I mean, if I'm the Edmonton Eskimos, I may be calling about the employment of that guy. It was a perfect <laughs> form tackle. He came around the corner there. He gets funny because that one video you could see him on one side of Taylor of Nick Taylor and his caddy, and he sees Hadwin coming. Then he sprints around the other side, and he just comes out of nowhere. Bam! <laughs> yeah, he shed Hadwin the block. Up. He shed, it was a perfect shed the block, little swim move action, and took him down. Now, did he hold on to the bottle? It looked uh, it, was, it was hard to see the the aftermath. Maybe of sign him up. I mean, if you can take a hit like that and still hold on to the rock, I mean, come on. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, how crazy would that be if he like sprained something oh, man. and wasn't able to play this week at the U.S. Oh. Open? What a terrible break that would be! <laughs> well, now he has some. Now he has an excuse in his back pocket. Oh man, I shanked that one. It's because uh, I'm all sore <laughs> from yeah. getting tackled. Remember that guy tackling me, and everybody yeah. thought it was funny. Not, oh. It's not so funny now. Yeah, it took about ten yards off my drive because I can't put much into it. And oh man, blame Canada. Yeah. That was that was funny. I mean, just the you know, as soon as you could see a bunch of tour pros like, oh, what a putt! Like on Twitter, oh, I've got goosebumps. Wait a minute, what? Nancy <laughs> said Hadwin got tackled. I need video now. <laughs> and then they all started coming. All the videos started coming out on on Twitter. Um, we'll hit U.S. Open coming up this week out of L.A. Country Club. I, I mentioned there's a. I mean, it's not one of the eight wonders of the world. It was cooler. You know what's right there? I mean, one of the most iconic properties in American history. Is it the Hollywood sign? Nope. Is it the is it what is it, Griffin's Observatory? What is it? The Playboy Mansion. Oh, awesome. It's right there. It's not near Is as, that still a thing? No, nah, I, mean, I don't think it's as much I mean, fun as it once Hugh, was. Hugh is gone. Hefner's gone. Yeah, no. And there's actually not even a magazine anymore. It's all online, I think. Mm-hmm. Is that still a thing? I think there's still wild animals over there. Oh, yeah? Uh, when I no was, bunnies? I was watching a kind of a preview of the course, and there was something about a monkey bit one of the caddies. Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> On that tee box. It's, I guess it's right there to, Does to a part of that property. Does a Texas football coach live in there? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Wow. Yeah. So, anyhow, so that's there. Also. Uh, Weatherford native Quade Cummins was awesome this week on the on the Corn Ferry Tour. He'd been struggling uh, for most of the season, and he was even kind of struggling a little bit in round one. They were in South Carolina, North Carolina, and his uh, Greer, South Carolina. Anyways, he was even par through sixteen holes in round one. He birdies seventeen and eighteen to finish two under, and then he goes six under, five under. I think he shot four under yesterday to finish 17 under, tied for seventh. So, good week for Quaid. 
and it's a good time for him to be playing good because after we got the, the Corn Ferry Tour in two weeks, it's going to be right back here in Oklahoma at Jimmy Austin, a place that he knows very, very, very well, obviously, with all the years he spent playing at OU. So good times uh, maybe ahead for Quaid as he tries to forge his way onto the PGA Tour, uh, but at the very least keep his Corn Ferry Tour card for next year. So uh, a good week for Quaid finishing tied seventh out in South Carolina at the BMW Charity Championship on the Corn Ferry Tour. So good stuff. A bunch of local guys playing really good golf. That's right. With Ryder and now Quaid. That'll be fun. I'm interested to see how many of those, if, if one of those OU guys that are on the Corn Ferry from Goddard up to Logan McAllister, Quaid, there's a bunch of them. One of those guys can use that local knowledge to, to earn yeah, a win. Yeah. Everybody have a great Monday. We'll be back tomorrow. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to 